Hello and welcome to another InventRight TV show. My name is Andrew Krauss. I'm one of the two co-founders here at InventRight. Stephen Key is our other co-founder. And I'm going to be talking to you today about crowdfunding and why it is really not a good option for most people and what a better option is. Now, I, I'll say this. I always thought that the concept of crowdfunding was really cool. And I still stand by that. It's kind of got this grassroots nature. You put your product out there on a, a crowdfunding site like Indiegogo and Kickstarter. And then people, individuals go, that's cool. I want that. And then they fund you. Really, really cool. So I just want to put that out there at first. But over the years, crowdfunding has developed a tremendous number of problems. And I'm going to give you another option that's so much better. But before we talk about that other option, I'm going to do a deep dive about all the problems with crowdfunding because I don't think anybody's really sharing this as much as they should. What are the problems with crowdfunding? I've actually seen a lot of articles on it, so I shouldn't say that nobody's sharing it. But I think a lot of inventors aren't aware of it. Let's put it that way. In addition, I'll say before and now, for most inventors, crowdfunding is not a good option. When I look at their background, when I look at their lifestyle, when I look at their goals and their competencies, I don't find that crowdfunding, knowing what it's good for and what it's not, is a good match for most inventors. So we're going to do a deep dive into the problems with crowdfunding, and then we're going to talk about a solution, and you'll be able to see these two different very, very different approaches to bringing your product to market. So let's take a look. Here we go. Okay, let's get started. Problem number one with crowdfunding sites like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, social media and publicity and promotion. You need to promote your project, okay? And so most inventors don't have a big, huge social media network. And so if you do, that's great, but most people don't. So then you'll either need to do it yourself. And if you don't have experience with promotion and publicity, um, that's really, really difficult. And to be honest with you, another podcaster or blog, they get hit up with people doing crowdfunding. Hey, promote me, promote me, promote me. It's like we're here to provide some sort of news and information. They don't want to endlessly promote people with their with their product, you know, and so very hard to get publicity. So what a lot of people do which now this is removing the whole grassroots nature of crowdfunding is they'll pay a company to do it. And it's very common these days for people to pay 15 to 25K to raise 100K. Well, damn, that's not very grassroots anymore, is it? So most people fail right there at the beginning. Don't think that people will beat a path to your crowdfunding campaign. Everybody and their grandmother is on crowdfunding these days. So that's very very difficult to properly promote your social media campaign. So that's problem number one. Okay, reason number two that crowdfunding is problematic, money. Well, Andrew, what are you talking about? Crowdfunding is all about raising money. Yes, it is. But people dramatically underestimate the amount of money it takes to launch a product. They think, oh, I just need 5000 or 10000 They're just thinking about the money itself. Or maybe they're just thinking about... What's the cost to manufacture this? And they're guessing because they probably don't know a lot of the time. But they're not thinking about any other costs. It's like, are you kidding me? You, you can't just go with the cost to manufacture. You're going to have other costs to bring a product to market, a ton of other costs. So people, instead of thinking, oh, hundreds of thousands, 
they were thinking like, oh, I, I could just do this with raise 10,000, 20,000, 5,000. And most people fail to do that even. Um, so it's you need a lot more money than you think in order to venture a product. That's a big misperception. And a few bucks will get you started, maybe waste a year or two of your life because you're realizing it wasn't enough and you realize that sooner rather than later. So I'm here to tell you, you need a lot of money to launch a product. You can't do it with $5,000. No way, no how. Reason number three that crowdfunding is an issue, manufacturing. So let's say you launched a proper social media campaign and you raised a decent amount of money that you think you can use to run your business. Now you need to get it manufactured. You have no experience in manufacturing. And to be honest, you know, most people, you know, are going overseas to get things made at a price point that is competitive. And right now with the supply chain issues, are you kidding me? I mean, we have these bridging the gap meetings where we bring on at InventRight um, companies, CEOs and marketing managers to talk to our students like, here's our product line and this is what we're looking for. And they also are very honest, which is great. I love it. They talk about their supply chain issues. So large manufacturers that know what the hell they're doing. They're having huge issues with supply chain issues. Now is definitely not the time to try to go overseas if you've never made anything before. They're not paying enough attention to the big manufacturers that they're that they're working with already do you think they're going to pay attention to a little rinky dink you know individual inventor with one product it's not going to bring him anything more you know not so much you know so but it was already really really hard before before these supply chain issues before the the issues that we're having and it's impossible now so now it'd be an absolutely insane time to do a kickstarter campaign and try to manufacture something overseas. Now, if, you, if it's something you get made in the US, great, more power to you, that's fantastic. But you can still have issues right now with um, materials, a lot of materials issues for companies manufacturing in the US. So these bridging the gap companies are coming on, these big companies to, with our InventRight students, they're saying, look, um, we were paying $4,000 for a container, now we're paying $29,000 for a container. You know, and you raise 15000 on Kickstarter and you think like that's going to be enough. Uh-uh, it's not going to be enough. So very, very hard to manufacture. And there's so many places to fail with manufacturing. You know, I, I have so many stories of people having garage fulls of, of defective product or improperly done product or product in the wrong packaging or all sorts of stuff like that. So that is very 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 difficult you should not try to do that yourself now you need to hire somebody to be um, a go-between over there and then they're going to want more money too so very very difficult to manufacture a product overseas or manufacture a product at all even if you're getting it made here and people just don't understand what's involved there now sometimes we'll have engineers they're like i got that all figured out but they're literally not figuring out a single other thing such as marketing you know and so there are people that are very technical and they're like i can figure that out well great you can figure that out but if you make a lot of mistakes it's going to be a very costly way to figure it out and that's great that you're good at that part of it but you need to be better than just being able to manufacture it there's so many other pieces to being able to bring a product to market. Problem number four with crowdfunding, delivering the product. You know, one of our IT guys, I asked him, and I know he would, this is back in the day, he would do a lot of um, crowdfunding, he'd fund different folks. 
And he's like, oh, look at this cool product I got on this crowdfunding site. And, and, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I follow up with him six months later, a year later, year and a half later, two years later. And I'd say like, so do you get it yet? No, didn't get it yet. Didn't get it. Yet. So a lot of people really fail to deliver what because they just didn't realize how difficult it was to manufacture and deliver the product. And I'm not talking about starting a business and getting distribution, getting in store. I'm talking about just delivering to the people that funded you. And a lot of people really fail. So that's not really a problem, but it's something you should be concerned about. To me, if I'm taking somebody's money, I want to deliver what I said I was going to do. And a lot of people fail to do that. And that's just really sad. Problem number five with crowdfunding. Running the business. I think a lot of people start crowdfunding. Well, if I only get the money, everything's going to fall into place. And they're not beginning with the end in mind or what, what what's the path you're going to walk down and the path you're going to walk down when you do crowdfunding is yeah you're trying to get a certain amount of orders and you're trying to raise a certain amount of money so then you can deliver the product to those folks but then what's the end game after that what what is it i mean i would assume then you're going to need to start all over not with the manufacturing. Okay, you figured out some things with the manufacturing, you struggle and stuff. But a retailer, a major retailer, you're now a one skew, one product company. A major retailer doesn't care about you. They would much rather deal with a company that has eight products, 15 products in their store. Imagine, like, there's a random example. If every buyer at Bed Bath and Beyond, um, if every single product in their store, was, had a different vendor, they want to shoot themselves in the head. You know, they like this vendor over here that's got eight and 15. I mean, like, I have no idea how many products Bed Bath & Beyond has. Let's say 50,000. So they have 50,000 vendors. They're not going to do that. So you're a one skew, one product company now. And you, you might think like, oh, I can, I'm proud. I, I got crowdfunded and I delivered a thousand units. They're like a thousand units. Like that's like nothing to them. Right. And so don't think that because you went on crowdfunding and you raised a few bucks and you made a few that the retailers are going to go, oh, here's the doors wide open. They're not going to be impressed with whatever you did most of the time. There are exceptions if you really blew it up. So don't get me wrong. I'm not going to tell you there aren't. But most of the time you're starting over all, all over again to try to pound on the doors of retailers to get in there. And you have a money problem again. You spent all that money to deliver those folks. Now you're back to zero. Now you got zero money again. Now how are you going to raise the money? You're going to go on crowdfunding again? Are you going to, is a banker going to give you money? No, bankers don't give you money. You're going to fund it with your credit cards, mortgage your house. What are you going to do to raise the money to run the business? And people get started with crowdfunding not thinking about these things. And they can really get themselves into a lot of trouble. And then they might spend years of their time doing this. And then they realize like, oh, I can't get into retailers. It's like, yeah, it's nice that 2,000 people crowdfunded you and you delivered the product to them if you got to that point, which most people don't. You should be proud of that. But what's your end game? Do you want only 2,000 people to enjoy the product or do you want 200,000 people to enjoy that product every year? You know, and... So then it starts to become very disempowering at that point. So if you're going to do crowdfunding, realize all these things. Now, what I'm going to talk about next, I'm going to talk about the solution. 
Okay, wait a minute. I forgot one thing. And this is a really big one, guys. And I'm, I wasn't happy when I started seeing this happen and when I started seeing people writing about it. Um, big problem with crowdfunding these days is it's public. And so when you put a campaign up on Kickstarter Indiegogo and it starts to do well, there are a ton of people getting knocked off and they're knocking the product off. They're seeing it's doing well on Kickstarter Indiegogo. And some guy or idiot out there, or gal or whoever or company is knocking you off and they're selling it on Amazon before you even finish your Kickstarter campaign. That really sucks. So that's why I think the public disclosure from intellectual property perspective, getting knocked off perspective is a huge, huge risk on crowdfunding. So that was one I forgot. So now we are going to jump on and talking about what is the alternative? So the alternative in one word is licensing. And that's what myself and my business partner and all of our coaches have been guiding people to do over the last 21 years. So with licensing, you don't need to raise money because the big company you license to is going to provide the money. So are you licensing to a retailer? So it's a bit of a brain fart for people because when you're thinking about making and selling, oh, I just need to raise money, I'm going to sell this product and sell it to stores. Well, you're not doing it that way when you're licensing. You're going to license to the brands that sell in the stores. They already have the money, they have the workforce, and they have the distribution. So you don't need to raise money. So when you license to them, maybe they have 80 products, 100 products, 500 products. Your products was one more product in their product line. They get lines of credit with the bank. They have access to unlimited money, most of them, for products that sell well. So if it starts to do well, they can get more money and they can fund it. Okay, So you're tapping into that money. It's their money because you're going to license this product, which means to rent or lease the product to them for a royalty per unit. And then they pay you quarterly for, uh, for your product. So you don't need to raise money. Uh, you don't need employees. They already have all the employees, sales, marketing, manufacturing, advertising. So you're just plugging into that machine. And it's a machine already because they have 50 products, 80 products, 500 products, whatever. And they're very good at that. So even though corporate America may not, you know, create, you know, help creativity for some people in there, that's why they need you. They need your ideas because you're creative. Um, they're very good at the logistics of moving things around, okay? So in your, when you license to them, your product is with them and you are them, so you're tapping into that expertise. It's not you trying to get your product into retailers when you're one skew, one product company, and most retailers don't even want to deal with you because they know you're not going to deliver on time, you're not going to be properly funded, and there's going to be all sorts of issues, Okay. So then the third thing is existing distribution. If they're already in 30,000 stores, boom, you're in 30,000 stores. You're not trying to beg, plead to get into a few stores. They're already in there. They're going to show it to the buyers at their stores. No, not every buyer at every store may want it, but they're probably... They might even do that before they license it from you. They'll show it to a buyer. Oh, yeah, I'd like that, you know, and then they do a licensing deal with you. Other times they don't. It really depends on the company. So when you license, you don't need to worry about all these things with crowdfunding. You don't need the money. You get the money from your licensee. You don't need to hire employees. You, they're already in place at the company you work for. And you don't need to create distribution from scratch. Don't underestimate how hard it is to get distribution. It's freaking brutal. Now, you also don't need to manufacture the product. They're going to manufacture the product. 
they're having problems making products now with the supply chain issues. So can you imagine you going overseas with no experience to try to get a product made? So licensing is is a much better business model for most inventors. Now, I'm not going to say it's not right for anybody. People make products and sell them. But if you've got a full-time job, if you've got another business, um, if you don't have the money to mortgage your house, quit your job, max out your credit cards, is that smart? With licensing, you don't need to risk your finances. You can spend the money on a $75 provisional patent and a few bucks on a virtual prototype and a sell sheet, and you can pitch them the benefit of your product. You don't need to have proven a sales record. Some people think, well, Andrew, I want to go on Kickstarter and show them I, I, I sold a thousand units. It's like to them, a thousand units is nothing. That's not impressive. Okay. Now you might have some testimonials and that might, you know, impress them a little bit, but that is totally not necessary to do licensing deals. I would say 95 to 98% of our students have never sold a single unit and they do licensing deals. Let the company build it up in their head how big it could be. But when you say I've sold a hundred units, I sold a thousand units, instantly they're like, oh, maybe this isn't going to work. But if you haven't sold a single one, you can let them use their imagination as to how great this product will sell. So licensing, I think for the vast majority, I'm not going to say all because there's no black or white 100% of the time answer. Licensing is a much better option. That's what we do here at InventRight. So watch our YouTube videos, get our books. If you want more help, you can go on our website and you can get coaching. We get our students that are uh, we're coaching or licensing products every week um, and get some help. But licensing is a much better option than crowdfunding for most people. Um, now, I wasn't seeing in the early days people knocking people off and selling it on Amazon. The world has changed. I didn't see, I getting back to the, the, the beginning, I like the grassroots nature of license. I like the concept, but the concept in my mind has fallen apart for most people. There are large companies on there. They don't need to raise money. They're doing it just to promote their business and their product. And everybody and their grandmother's on there, and they're not thinking a couple steps ahead. They're, oh, all I need is the money, and everything will fall into place. Well, I gave you all the reasons why that's not true. And you don't need to take all that risk and have all that pain. Do licensing instead. So there you go. Hopefully you felt that was helpful. Um, give us a like if you did. Watch more of our videos. Read our books. And if you need more help, we'd be happy to coach you. Take care. Keep inventing, everybody. Bye. Bye.